Duluth, Duluth, come in Duluth. We're coming your way, Duluth. Here we come, Duluth. All right, well, we're back podcasting. We've been off of podcasting for about a week or so. Whew, feel better. <sighs> Only because we've had to make some adjustments to our Kardashian cowboy lifestyle. Um, we were in Bend, Oregon, where we've been for, what, the last seven months? I think. Yeah. We November? Arrived, yeah, right? we arrived November, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Eight. Eight months. Wow. Well, June. Early June. What are we, mid-June? Well, we're mid-June now, yeah. Well, right. today, actually, June 13th is our anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Um, anniversary of one of three, basically. We met July 15th. Yes. We got married with God on April 10th. We got legally married on June 13th. We'll make that some other time. Oh, then we got married why. on my 40th birthday. And then on my 40th as well. So we have five anniversaries? I think we even like... Well, we never track those anniversaries of our birthday anniversaries. No, we really don't. They're, yeah. We have three anniversaries, more than enough, and we get remarried every now and then. Yeah. And this one is significant, though, because it's the first one that we made legal. And, the and little... we made love. <laughs> we don't... Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> but this is when we walked into a feed store as two young kids in a 1976 Camaro that Greg was driving around before I met him. And we walked into the feed store to get married. It's all in my book, so if you're interested, you can, you can buy the book and read that story. And here's something I'd like to say about legal marriage for LGBTQ and all that. No, is, bro, no. I know. It's like legit because we were pregnant. And we were like, oh, pregnant before legal. we were married. Pregnant before we were married. We went on April 10th, and we just ended up telling everybody we were married. But the the legal marriage in Vegas was going to cost us like 50 bucks, and we needed the gas money. Yeah, again, and it's all in the book. It's all in the book. And so we didn't legally get married. We just went home and thought, we're married. Screw it. But then we'll show that the, government. Yep. It, it just didn't care. It just did it. We we're like, who cares? Whatever. But then um, all the legal ramifications came in such as her having a baby and me being able to not participate. Being able to, well, yeah, not being able to make decisions for me as the as his spouse and as for our baby. So because he wasn't technically like my husband. So we were like, oh, shit, yeah, because so, we have to come up with $50 and make this legal. So pay the 50 bucks, make it legal. And it should be legal for everybody, which I think it is what be. you were talking about is like that everybody deserves the rights to be able to make decisions for their partner not dependent on their sexuality or any of that bullshit right it's just the people you love you should be able to pull the plug when you need to pull the plug in the hospital so anyway today's our anniversary we are mid-june which brings us back to uh being in bend for about eight months yes which turns out to be was a was a noble attempt at parenthood yes and it went well and not well (laughs) <laughs> that, as Andy Bernard from The Office would say, that did not go how I expected that to go. And what we mean by that, that's exactly <laughs> right. What we mean by that is we went and thought we'd spend a whole lot of time with our siblings, and they're very, or our siblings, siblings our kids. <laughs> our kids. And it's, yeah. you know, they've got a life. They're they're busy. They do what they do and include us when they can, and we're just not the same there. So we took off, and we're going to head to Duluth. For no other reason than we haven't, we haven't been, been to the there. Midwest, and yeah. we started poking around on a map, and we're like Duluth. That sounds weird. And then you look at it, and it's on the Great Lake, on one of the Great Lakes. I forget which one. 
Yes, this, uh, real quick, this bumpy road is a perfect time to remind people or people that are joining in for the first time. We do our podcast live from the front seat of our car, therefore the audio sucks, and sometimes you're going to get roads like this where we're belting every few seconds, so... Yes, and oh. we're in currently in right out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We're driving east uh, through a bumpy road with massive forests and hills. It's freaking gorgeous running along this stream on Interstate 90. We are in our... We passed Ruby Ridge. Past Ruby Ridge. Well, Sandpoint well, is yeah. not far out of Coeur d'Alene. But that's just a fun little road fact because that's creepy as fuck. So... Yes. And we were going to go to Glacier National Park. But and I said, did you snow. check the weather? And I did. It was like 80 and 50 at night. I think I said the day check the weather clear. twice too. And I did just last night. Literally last night. I, I checked the weather. I don't know what happened either, and we checked the weather before we turn, basically Literally north right before to go we Glacier, were, yeah. and it's going to snow, possibly, and rain, and freeze, and that we don't want to do that because we're towing our 42-foot big-ass house. Which, again, brings us back to the story of why we're leaving Bend, why we're not in Bend anymore, and uh, back to the story is we were there, we came in late November. We thought we were going to spend a lot of time with our kids, as Greg was saying. It turns out kids in their 20s are very busy. I think they thought they spent a lot of time with us. But I don't even know if they thought. Kids, get back with us. Yeah. I think we have spent a lot of time. Because we, I think, so we were in Texas and we were finishing up a job. And we'd been in Texas with our traveling job for a couple of years. It was the end of the summer, which was is technically the best part of the time. The best time to be in Texas is like... At the end of the summer, as you're coming into fall and winter, because it's just it's mild temperatures and you know not crazy winter weather. But we were exhausted. I think we had started really missing our kids a lot more. We've, we've been nailing the parent or the empty nest thing for a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah. In Texas, we were just like, well, we'd fly them down and they'd yeah. come see us or we'd go see them. An empty nest is a really hard thing to nail when you're as passionate about your kids as we are about ours. So we were feeling really good that we had empty nested and kind of really succeeded at it finally because it was very traumatic at first for the first few years yeah. right oh yeah so we kind of got it together and i don't know we just had this relapse as i referred to it in the article that i just wrote not long ago is um we kind of fell back into parenthood like it was our crack pipe i guess we just had an emotional un unraveling <laughs> yeah and decided we need to be close to our kids and and I think at that time we had been traveling a lot for our work and we were just kind of at this place of, I don't know, maybe just burnout or exhaustion or frustration or all of it. I don't know. But any, anyway, we ended up thinking moving, leaving our traveling job, moving to Oregon to be close to our kids was a great idea. Well, too. And then uh, we started working there and In Oregon. it was very common to say Bend is poverty with a view. The wages are low. The housing is high. Um, it's the RV parks where, you know, typically you're spending between four and 600 a month on an RV park. Uh, we did six to 700 a month there. And then as summer came in in June, it was June, July, August, September, I think yes. is like 2000 a month, a thousand to 2000 a month. But basically where we wanted to stay was 2000 a month. And for an had, RV parking site. For yeah, water sewer electric parking site. Yes. And you still pay electric anyway. And we had found one in Lapine, and it was only five fifty a month, but it was very tight. We couldn't park. It neighbors, I mean, it, you literally were 10 feet. 
your dad will have to call back later. Okay. So it was just an RV park that wasn't that appealing. We were just kind of doing whatever. We were getting to hang out with Sunny quite a bit because she moved down there with us. Yeah. And we had a little RV with her, and one of the podcasts we may or may not publish is we were towing that thing around to see if that was going to work because it was just smaller. And turns out it's, you know, just towing is towing, and so we're in our giant rig in our own house now heading to Duluth. And we came to that decision through a lot of way, through a lot of things about like what we keep learning about freaking parenthood and empty nesting is like we do really good for a good chunk of time, and then we keep learning these monumental lessons in parenthood. And and I think it's really kind of important to talk about because we often talk about how there's just no guidebook for you know well first of all there's just no guidebook to raising kids that's like legit you know so you always look to the experience of, of people around you friends or family if you're if you've got those around you and learn from them but we are kind of different we don't really you know all our friends are all over the country and we kind of had we had kids younger than most of our friends so we're kind of leading the game in our friend world of like parenting right and we got some younger friends too that that uh, are just now having babies. Nathan just had a baby. Nathan right. and Renee. But my point is, is like, there's nobody for us to look to and go, okay, how does this all work? How do you do this part of parenthood? You know, we're kind of the, the older parents in our group. Well, we always looked up to the Nodlins, and it's like their kids hang out with them a lot, and they build houses together, and they all live in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, that would be our closest thing, but we haven't really been, like, hit them up for... I don't know. They're I don't, different. They're different. Yeah, it's like our parenting styles are a lot different, and uh, so well, our kids are scattered, which is why I brought it up, right? We, we've got yeah. one in Colorado that's actually traveling. We might get to see her on this loop. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna go probably see a handful of friends over in the Minnesota upper upper peninsula, Midwest, and Kesley, one of our daughters, is um, headed from. She lives in Colorado, and she's gone to Pennsylvania and Baltimore and they're on a road trip of their own or yeah so we might get to see them but the other two are living in Oregon we were living in Texas me and Jen have this constant I love the Northwest and she loves Texas yeah and so we're going to, to the Midwest our, yeah if you've listened to any of our other podcasts you can catch on to that really quick so um anyway I'm trying to tie it back to just like some of the reasons why we decided Bend is not a fit financially in the summertime Bend is very difficult to live in the wages are low when you do work there we had we were able to snag a job in the construction industry like we do on the road but we took quite a big pay cut staying stationary where we make a lot of money doing per diem on the road so that was really hard to swallow and housing there was ridiculous we looked at you know we, we when I say we fell off the wagon of parenthood we fell off the wagon we were starting to look at mortgages and plates and forks and things like that to outfit the a house in if we ever got a house thinking the kids if we were living in that space with them in, in their town that they, we'd have these Sunday dinners or these things you know and we would really try to put these together with the kids but it just none of us could get it off the ground I mean I think you and I were game for it but um, the kids are they use their weekends and they go camping and they go camping with their other 20 something year old friends granted they threw us a lot of invitations right to go camping with them but oh yeah they wanted us to go to the breweries with them and everything else so another thing you should know is we don't outline our podcast we just kind of started and literally just slapped a new memory card in the dash cam and said let's talk about going to Duluth and so Jen's over there talking about empty nesting and I was talking about going to Duluth <laughs> well so, I thought it was a tie-in to like why we're not in we, we didn't we nobody just wakes up and goes we want to go to fucking Duluth today 
well we do but there's reasons why that would be a nice boom right yeah, there are reasons why an empty nesting does have a lot to do with that, but I... So I was just trying to bring it back No, to all I'm pointing out is that we don't we don't have an outline. Obviously. We have nowhere to go, and, we, and we're just going to... We're kinda, a little out of practice. We were really good at it because we were cranking out podcasts when we weren't having to think about moving across the country. Emotion has a lot to do with it, too, and we're not in a good place right now. We're both kind of down. Yeah. This... We're bummed we're leaving, but we're also excited we're leaving. We're going into something new, which is always challenging. Um... We're not going to Texas, and we're leaving the Northwest, so that's... That's different, because we usually have a... It's one it's, or the other. It's Yeah, we usually have a direction. We rarely, I mean, it's been a lot of years since we full-timed with our kids, where we were just, like, directionless and totally okay with that, and because we had a lot of money and, and savings and things like that for the first, I don't know, a year or two on the road, and then it, we, you know, evolved into our traveling work or whatever, but... This is this is um, this is kind of weird because we're not doing our usual route. Like, okay, we're done with the Northwest. We're gonna go eat tacos in Texas now for a period of time. And I'm pointing out we're all fucked up emotionally right now. We're having a hard time in our relationship. Yeah. Hard time with the relations with the kids. And there's these feelings that we can't even understand. And everybody's in it right now. It's this pandemic. Yeah. And 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 protest. And, and it's hard to leave your kids in the middle of this. I mean, we've been with them for eight months now in Bend through two, two, two or three of those months being pandemic. So it was nice to be next to them and close to them. But we were isolating from them as well and they were isolating from us. Yeah, because they were, they're a little bit more social than we want to be right now. And so they would feel guilty about bringing that home to us. So we'd have to spend... And we'd tell them, don't bring that home to us. <laughs> yeah, and we definitely told them not to, yeah, come home if you've been, you know, hanging out with a bunch of folks. And we didn't even really get to like do a lot of quarantine time together with them. We did a lot of a few, you know, days outside, quite a few days outside where we they'd come over to the RV. But I mean, we couldn't even do the thing where, um, you know, the kids couldn't even come in our house, and that was starting to suck. You know, it's, oh, it's like it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible because the few opportunities we did have, where they would make or we would make for them, that we were just scared. And we actually did go out and we'd go to parks and stay, you know, six feet apart, at least try. Yeah. And, uh, or we went camping one yes. time with Austin yep. and his friends out to a campfire, not overnight, but went out and just kind of hung with them and hung back. And it's just weird. And like, there's the job security's all fucked up right now because we did get unemployed. We basically, the company I was with went from, you know, 15 employees down to five or something like that. And I was part of that reduction and then there's what else what are we going to do now right and then all of our kids are unemployed so we're all just yep. like freaking it's just been a weird time so to say like we're in this weird place podcasting today i think this is a clear i love that this one's not outlined actually because what as you're talking about that and, and we're actually putting intention into a conversation which we haven't done since we left because we left yesterday and it was really emotional and heavy and draining so we were pretty quiet on the drive out of Oregon yesterday. Yep. And, um... I'm biting my nails again, too. I know, me too. God dang it. So, um... We didn't really talk too much about it yesterday. In fact, we when we pulled over on the side of the road and a truck stopped to sleep last night, um, Greg's like, are we okay? And I said, you and I, we're not okay, but, like, it's not anything personal, I don't really think, right? Like, no, I don't think so. I mean, we say each, things that piss each other off and yeah, there's triggers some, that shut us yeah. down. And that's typically how, how we we conflict like that is we'll conflict and then 
when it starts triggering, we just shut down and we wait it out and then we talk about it. Yeah. But, but we think, are really good with it, but yeah, there's so. been a few triggers, I guess, that have shut us down and we've been really quiet. But I think we also both know it's a lot of the emotion on leaving Ben, leaving two, two of the kids. And not knowing where we're going, like we were saying, we're, you know, we're not going to Texas. We're not gonna, knowing where the money's going to come from. Right. Not now we're not knowing uh, anything. It's fucked up. So anyway, we decide, well, let's just throw Duluth on top of all that. <laughs> let's just go go west or east. East, yes. And we haven't really done it. We've done east twice in our lives. Yep. On the road, once in 01 and another time in 04, I think it was. And uh, actually in 01, it was September 11th. We were over in Niagara Falls in 01. And so we didn't end up going to New York. Well, we went to New York City. That's a whole other story. But we didn't yeah. get to go like into the uh, Empire State Building. We didn't go to, you know, Washington D.C. We tried to see Saturday Night Live. They yeah, a lot doing of that. Anything. A lot of people forget the anthrax was hitting really big right after 9/11. And so, yeah. in fact, I, as we've been preparing to travel, because we didn't know what traveling across the country was going to look like and feel like. Luckily, we have our own home with us, so we've got all our food and all of our. You know all, all the comforts that we need there's no hotels for us when we pull into an rv park it's minimal contact and you just go and set up and and that's a whole debacle so we have batteries that run our refrigerator yes and they just died so we replaced those but this has been this whole thing with the generator and, the and so if you're just gonna put yeah we just spent 400 bucks on the freaking batteries and and uh to keep the fridge running because we do like the idea of just pulling over and and uh sleeping on the side of the road instead of or not on the side of the road, but yeah. you know, actually that place that we just passed was Willow Creek Pass or something. I don't know, but it looked cool as hell to pull over and spend the night. Stay on the road, buddy. I know. You're going to kill our podcast audio. But uh, that's the idea is like the less RV park money we spend, the better off we are. The less we go into restaurants and gas stations and inside, the less we expose ourselves. The exposure's freaking us out. We don't know where the hot spots are. Yeah, it, it, well, we did do some research, you know. We didn't just jump in the car and go to Duluth. We did some research about, like, where the virus is really strong, and it turns out we're heading into a more of a safer zone. So that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, we're staying north. Staying pretty far north, like, running the Canadian border. Well, I think we just decided to stay on the interstate, so that's probably not as safe, but whatever. Well, we're not using too much facilities other than gas, really, and got precautions to, to do with that so um anyway I said something about like so let's just throw Duluth on top of all this um yeah well well it all started coming together right so it really it, did yeah so it's yeah. we were talking about because it was about a month or so ago we started talking why are we staying here well back where up, do you want to go it was right before the pandemic hit we were starting to get pissed off with the whole empty nest kid thing like this is not looking like I wanted it to look like oh if God, we were going to move to Ben. And so right literally the week before the pandemic hit, we started talking about, you know, we were getting... Ohio. Ohio. I, I don't... I, how these things come to us is just... I don't know. It's magic it's weird. between so us, I'd, yeah. we'd, I'd been thinking like for a while of going Midwest because we haven't been. And Ohio kept coming up in my head for some reason. And this and is I'm just not him even, privately. Have, yeah. And I don't even know why it came up. And then weeks later... I, I, said I think offhand said, or maybe you no, said no. anyway. Somebody said Ohio, and you got you got to be kidding. Have you been thinking about Ohio? And she'd been thinking about Ohio. Yeah, I was been like, thinking it, I was like, it was super weird. I don't know how to explain like to my husband. All, all of a sudden, I want to go to Ohio from the Northwest. <laughs> but I like there was like just something that popped in, and then ever since it popped into my head, um, 
all these signs for Ohio kept showing up, whether it was my newsfeed or friends or stories. Ohio, we could not shake. And when we both came together and had a conversation, we are like, you're talking about Ohio? I'm talking about Ohio. Are you kidding? Ever since when we joined forces like that, Ohio started showing up for us in both of our lives, like, commonly. And so we were like, I guess we're going to Ohio somehow at some time. I don't know when. <laughs> yep. And so um, before a week before the pandemic hit, we were starting to get really upset with just the lack of, like, we were not making the money we're used to and... and and we're not seeing the kids as much as we thought it would be. And why are we going to be stuck in a place like this? Is that snow? I feel like that's snow up there. It's definitely snow. We're at Lookout Pass in Idaho. There's visitor information. Be smart, do your part on a sign. Stand six feet apart. Go. Oh, be smart, do your part. Stand six feet apart. When you fart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Idaho is creative. Um, anyway, so a week before... So the noises you're hearing, too, is we just climbed a pass. Hey, we're about to cross Montana. Check that out. Oh, look at this. This is Montana border. Let me border see if I get my cameras. On I-90. And now you're going to hear the truck do a jake break down. So the groaning is the truck struggling to get up. Now it's going to be the truck holding itself back. So that we're at about be. 18. We're probably... 17,000. This is pretty 20, steep coming downhill, Greg. 20... I bet we're about 25,000 pounds, truck and trailer. Yeah. I've, Maybe 30. With that new purple mattress, I'd say we're 45,000 pounds. No, purple mattresses are heavy as hell. If you ever get one, But here's a plug for purple mattresses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't get paid by purple mattress. We pay them. Um, anyway, so a week before, we were about to just, we were about to go to Ohio. We were like, fuck it, let's just go to Ohio. And um, the started looking at jobs, kind of started looking at locations. But if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, most people go find the jobs and then go to Ohio. We just go to Ohio and try to figure it all out. Yeah, by looking for jobs, I mean I'd kind of poke around Craigslist and see what was out there. <laughs> In between his Reddit and Imager, yes, um, yeah, have it. So a uh, week before uh, we were thinking about that, it shut the pandemic shut that down really quick, and we were terrified, so we just hunkered down. And we tried to get the kids to hunker down with us, but uh, trying to capture 20, 20 year olds in a quarantine is very difficult. So anyway. Austin lasted maybe a week? About two weeks, actually, I think. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. So we so had to put that really on the back nice burner. Time. We lived with Austin for about two weeks. We just lived with Sunny for about two weeks. Yeah, and then they have their own respective places that we just kind of some go see them or. or before the pandemic, you know, uh, Sunny had her own place, but we had to get her out of that because she was exposed, her roommate was exposed, and so we put her in a trailer and just put her on an RV park so she just has peace of mind for a while. So, um, anyway, so we were talking about going east before the pandemic. Now we're actually in the pandemic and now heading east. Yeah, and Andy Best is a recurring on this, and he's all pissed off at us because we didn't have a good bike <laughs> party, and we're like, pandemic, but anyway. There's deer. Look, look at those deer on the side oh of the road. Oh, my gosh. The deer out here are huge, too. If you're from Texas and you grew up around, I think they're called whitetail. Yeah. Yeah. Here, they're smaller. Much, much smaller than deer in the These are like Northwest. freaking mammals on steroids out here. Well, we are in Montana now, so. We are in Montana. For, like, Big yeah, Sky? Or is that Wyoming? No, Big Sky, Montana, I think is right. I think you're right. I think it's nothing Wyoming is their slogan. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, Montana's kind of cool. Wyoming's real flat. Yeah. Wyoming does have Yellowstone, so that's nice. So anyway, we're going to Duluth, and it turns out once we started putting those plans together, uh, we, we've got some friends out there already, some RV construction friends that are out there in Michigan, and then we started talking to our other good friends, Brandon and Jessica, and they're uh, twins. They have 
five-year-old twins who we're really extremely close to. We're like, um, they're our little babies. We spend a yep. lot of time with them. They're usually in Austin, Texas, where we're from. And uh, they've recently relocated out to South Carolina coast or around that area. And they talked about taking a trip up to Michigan this summer. And we're like, hey, we're talking about being up there. So it'll be the first time that we're seeing our little babies and. Eight so months. as rambly as this might sound, I'm, I'm trying to think like the point, there is no really no point, but one of the things that maybe you could get from this is living on wheels. This is one of the huge advantages of like being able to fold in your house. Yeah, when shit goes bad you. in a pandemic or your kids don't come have dinner with you or you don't want to go camping with your kids down dirt roads and pooping in woods, you just pack up your shit and leave. It's amazing. Yeah. You literally can make these decisions. I think we finally picked... Friday for our departure. Yeah, we on had to get Wednesday. Something settled for and the kids. And a week before that, we basically told the RV park we wanted to stay for a month, and then we changed our mind. And they're like, "Cool, whatever, just let us know." Yeah, so it's not like breaking a lease and going through all the problems that would cause, or the heartache, or, or the, selling must, a house the money, or, or selling a house, or finding renters, or anything like that. You just literally put some shit down on the floor. Pull the slides in, throw the cat in the back seat, and go. <laughs> and make sure you have batteries so the fridge runs and you can pull over because crossing the country and trying to find um, RV parks across the country can get sketchy and hard. I mean, it's easier in motels, really. Definitely, the whole scheme of things. Yeah. But, like, we can just pull in. And, like, Jen took a shower on the batteries just last <laughs> I was night. I going to say Jen took a shit. Well, that, that is too, true. But, but <laughs> um, no, like, this morning no, I woke RVs up. Yeah. Are, just freaking incredible. Woke up at a truck stop. We had some coffee. We fired up the generator. Started brewing some Keurigs. Yep. Um, ate some bagels. And then I was like, I'm, babe, I'm going to jump in the shower in the middle of the parking lot. And I know, and I feel like we're missing out on a, like a really nice rest area through this area. Because there's two or three of them we've passed. And I don't want to end up in a crappy truck stop again. I know. Well, that wasn't that wasn't bad where we were last. No, it night. wasn't bad. It just wasn't what we're looking at right now in these rest areas we're passing in the woods. And so on, like when you're traveling on the road as much as we do, we have like, oh, that looks like that's like a. This is how you would rate like a Holiday Inn or an Embassy Suites or something <laughs> like that's a yes. four star rest area there. So you. That get, was about a three star. That actually. was about a three star. Yeah. No, about a four star maybe. Yeah. No, I think three star. Because the one we pulled over in. Um, that first that, afternoon yeah, to take a nap and have Cal lunch. Canyon or something. Oh my gosh. That was five star. Yeah, that was definitely a five star rest area. But we were only there for what a couple hours. We take a little nap, eat a little food, let yeah. the dog and cat do their thing and And the interstate rest areas are always busier and more just grosser than, than like a state highway rest area. Yeah, there's a big difference. So maybe we just this should just be rambling, like reintroducing ourselves to our podcast since we've been away from it a little bit. We're not emotionally prepared to like do We're an outline. We're a mess, man. We just we left are our a total kids. fucking mess. We're crying because I'm running off the road on the, the rumble strips. I've got I'm worried about Sunny and Austin. Um, I'm excited to see Cass, but worried that we won't be able to. Well, she's pretty far east. Unless we go pretty far east, I don't think we're seeing that kid for a while. Well, she talked about them maybe going to Bend. Babe, she's been saying that for like five months. Okay. So I could, I can assure you, by the time they get done with all their running around all the east coast, they're not going to be chomping to go all the way to the west coast. Probably not. So it yeah, it's like 
3,000 miles? Well, the oh, other it's day much we were. Than that. <laughs> no, we were in, on the Oregon coast the other day. Oh, it was 3,036 miles to, to Boston. Boston. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't make fun of me being the green man remembering that detail. He loves to point out how I'm so accurate. I have to. I'm just get, used to it. I just have to get these details right. It yeah. can't be 3,000 something miles if I actually know the number. I have to let people know. Exactly. And she always knows the number. And I always know the number. And I don't dispute the number, but I know directions. So yeah, I was going to say, like, there. you know. He can find his way around the country every place we go. So I don't know if this should be any sort of scripted type of thing or anything like that because right now we're just kind of getting back to ourselves and this is kind of a mess getting back to ourselves. I, we're I, a huge mess. So we drove from Bend to the Columbia River right at the border where you cross over off of um, 84, I think it was, Interstate 84. Yeah. And we're totally quiet most of the day. Well, we were a little snappy when we left town. We were town. totally snappy. We were pissy. <laughs> we were trying we were to buy sad. a microphone at Best Buy, and we're like, oh my god, having that's a the marital other thing. breakdown. And, god, God. So we, we were trying to buy. So basically, what you're hearing us on is our literal dash cam. It's this cheap eighty-five dollar dash cam I bought on from Amazon. Previo, Back when we somewhere were, uh, that. yeah, I was just Amazon I just wanted, wages. I just wanted a dash cam. Yeah. And so I got a dash cam, and it picks up audio, and I was like, oh, cool. And then so when we thought podcast i'm like fuck it let's just start talking and then i popped the memory card out and so we were like oh the audio we got to get the audio better because the audio sucks you can hear us and so we went went by and bought this hundred dollar little microphone or uh, like a, a recorder are you talking about best the one buy. from best buy yeah, yeah the okay. one we just bought and so we bought this thing and it has these nice mics on top of it i mean it was only a hundred bucks and the and audio recording can get really expensive but anyway we thought well this might work and so we tried it We've been playing with that all day. You download the apps, you set it up, turn the Wi-Fi on. Good God, and it like, was terrible because yeah. of the truck sound. It picked up all, there was this like deep rumble, worse than what you're hearing. And on, because it picked up everything. Where and the, this is like more recent. That This was just yesterday we did this microphone purchase. When I first started thinking about doing a podcast a long time ago. Oh yeah. Uh, we went through purchasing a lot of different microphones and returning every single one of them. I think I totaled, I think I did like a total of like three or four or five, or something like yeah, that. Shit's hard, yo. <laughs> because I was in the RV in Texas trying to do a podcast and I can't turn the ACs off in an RV sitting in the sun in Texas, otherwise you die. So it was picking up all those things. I tried a whole bunch of different um, microphones that would try to reduce that auto edit, or what do you call that, auto editing? Try well, just software suppressing to, certain yeah. frequencies and shit like that. So. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It, it's fucking right. hard. It's and, so hard to get yeah. audio right. And so we, and, and it's so hard for it. We are not that disciplined either. And so the thought of sitting down without the air conditioner on, easier in the Northwest, but the, with this nice microphone we have, basically is sitting at the house. And so we were going to bring that big old clunky thing in it's here and then try to Yeti. figure out how to connect it in the truck and, and record and everything. And there's ways to do it. I get it. I don't want your advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's hard. It's complicated. And what's easy is popping a memory card into the dash cam. And, and just talking, talking a little louder and trying yeah. to get over the road. In oh. fact, I you cannot see me right now. But after oh, yeah. listening to some of our podcasts, I decided I have the lower voice of the two of us. So I am now scooting my electric Kardashian flamboyant cowboy stitched leather seat. All the way up to the dash. Ram Longhorn. So I look like that crazy lady when people pass me. I'm like right on top of the dash so I can be close to the cam to pick up my voice better. So 
that's that's and she's projecting and she's trying to look at the dash cam now when she yes, talks i am so that's about the effort that we're going to make for this audio take it or leave it bitches yeah <laughs> take it or leave it yeah that's where we are right now eventually we may figure it out we're talking about lapel mic la lapel mics lapel, lapel. <laughs> did you say i don't know i said lapel oh, i thought you said labia lapel. first i was like Ooh. wow saltice montana looks like an old ghost town Man, these highways, oh my god. Like a railroad bridge. I can't school. look. I have to project toward the dash cam. Just oh, describe god, to me yeah. what you're seeing, Greg. Oh, it's amazing, guys. This is actually, too, some gen bitches about it's the evergreen trees because their soul is evergreen. It'll never grow old. Okay. And so, god. <laughs> it's a lot gets. of evergreen trees out here. Your soul will never grow old. It's evergreen. Well, you certainly didn't treat me like that at the Best Buy checkout yesterday when you were making snappy comments at me. I know, I was pissed <laughs> off. What was that even about? It was about the fucking business thing that we're trying and the... Uh, oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, you hate everybody. Like, oh, fuck you, know? you, fuck you. And we did it with our eyes. No, you said it with your mouth, too. Well, you didn't say <laughs> fuck you, but you were just... You, were, you just didn't shut your mouth. And I was like, you know what? I don't want the stupid chai you bought me. I hate it. It's disgusting. And guess what? I got a stomach ache for the rest of the day. I think it was all your fault. And you had one the day before. Well, true, but I'm going to just pin that one on you. Oh, yeah. She blamed me on the coke. You didn't <laughs> give me coconut milk, did you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it like that. I was like, um, babe, was that coconut milk? Because I'm not well, You said milk. last night, you fucking scared the cat and he jumped on me. <laughs> I'm like, it's not my fault that I, the cat is an asshole. I knew it after I, right as I said it, and I was like, Jen, you're being a bitch. Just, if I open my mouth to apologize, I don't know that it's going to work. So I'm just going to pretend he didn't hear that. And I didn't say that. And I, I, I should tell you, I felt that when I said that. I'm sorry. I'm Your sorry that I said it the way I did. never grow old. That was it's bitchy, evergreen. And that's where we're going is I'm hoping to find her some oak trees in the Midwest. Thanks, babe. Because I really need some fucking... I need something like that because that's what makes my soul happy. I literally cannot wait to see like the flat farmlands and like real trees like Texas trees and lightning bugs. I'm so excited about bugs. I hadn't seen bugs in a long time. I just love those things. So yeah. But do you accept my apology? I need to know that. Yeah. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, I knew it. And I was. I wondered if you, you know, you've been with me. We are an emotional years. mess. Yeah. It's, guys, I'm snappy. She's snappy. I'm sorry for being snappy. That's okay. Please accept my apology. I always accept, well, I, yes, I will accept your yeah, apology. Thank you, because I'm, I'm sorry. But we have been <laughs> bitchy to each other. It's it's a, it's a fucking mess. It's really hard to be a parent, a parent <laughs> that has adult children. And they're wonderful, amazing yeah, adult not, children. I don't want to make it sound like we're bitching about our kids because there's really I'm they're not incredible. bitching about them. They're going to be listening to this podcast, so I want to make it really clear that it's it's. Oh no, maybe they're like, oh, thank God they're gone. No, they're not like that at all. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. I mean, we're yeah. really fucking close. Life is bare naked family. If you followed our blog or any of our book stuff, you'll see that we've been really, really close. And I wondered, I have wondered if like, did we impose ourselves on them? But I know that's not true because remember how excited they were when we were driving up to Bend? They were like calling and like texting, where are you? How long are you going to be here? And they made us come out the very first night oh, and we were that we got super to Bend to meet all their friends. And, yeah. 
So, but then we immediately started thinking, oh my God, our, our life is not their life. And they probably realize their life is not our life. Well, and construction life starts at 5 a.m. And their yeah. life, you know, is just ending at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, for their night. Or I mean, that they're not like that. But, you know, it's just, I kind of wondered, like, will they feel better that we're gone now? They can, like, not feel like they have, they're not seeing they us. They to entertain. But, like, I wonder if they feel bad, like, oh, man, I'm not hanging out with my parents, and i got to make time. Well, no, see, so me and Sunny, I think it was Sunny brought this up the other day, and she goes, oh, and we're so close, and I'm like, well, not lately, really. And she was kind of looked at me cockeyed, and it's like, we're not. I mean, we're just not hanging out that much. We're not, we're in different places. They want to go to the breweries and have a bunch of friends, and we want to watch a movie with them and have a movie night like when they were kids, and they don't want to do that. And we don't want to go to breweries. In a pandemic, being not in a pandemic would have made that easier, you know, but like we can't even invite them into our personal space and they come with a lot of friends and we well, love that's what that. Actually, I don't think it would have been easier because we weren't in the pandemic for six of the eight months or five or whatever. There was a lot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There and they just, hang on. <coughs> oh, sorry. Bless you. Excuse me. That's another thing I'm not going to miss. Apparently, we just entered pollen season in Ben, and it oh, was God. awful. We went to the camp. We went camping on the beach for a couple of days in the small trailer, and left our huge Kardashian rig parked in the RV park. Left the windows cracked open for the, the cat. We were only gone a day or two, and we came back. And pollen season had just literally erupted, and like it's Greg this was massive green layer of dust on everything. Then it rains, and you have like this green mud through all the parking it's, spots and roads. And we're from Texas. We're used to like Texas uh, cedar and pollen, you know, all that stuff. But this was like over the top crazy. You would see a wind would blow and this 100 foot tree would just explode in this cloud of trees. Green. You got to emphasize oh, yeah. the well, amount I, of trees. I, the first time in. I saw it was one tree in the RV park just blew. Like I thought it was on fire or something. It was so massive. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> And then, but all the trees, and there's a millions of them up here. And so, and even today in Idaho, or where were we in uh, Washington? Hey, that's that place we stopped at. That's that Silver Dollar place that Ed Nodlin told us about when we first started traveling in 2001. And that how that's covered in silver dollars inside, remember? Nope. Well, now you do. That's that place. That. Oh, Ed, that was, Ed, Ed Nodlin told us that like the so Ed Nodlin is our, and his wife Cheryl were our mentors when we hit the road. They were the original roadschooling.com. Um, they were the original everything. They were the original everything. They were the only family that we found back in 2001 that was uh, not religious and traveling for this you know kind of RV lifestyle. And he that was the place he told us about. He I says, think I do remember that. And it's been decades since we've been there. We've only been there once and that was in 2001. Well, I don't know. So it could have even been on our... 90s, maybe late 90s. No, because we met Ed after the 90s because we were doing, we met them in 2001. Oh, yeah. Ago. So maybe after. Anyway, it's covered in silver dollars inside or something like that. It Stuff was like that is so cool. So then we just passed that. We should have probably thrown out the name. That would have been smart. It was uh, silver dollars. $50,000 silver dollar place yeah, in Montana. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. Is They're covered in $50,000 worth inside. The decor is literally $50,000 worth of silver dollars hanging all that's over the awesome. place. That's so. one of the cool things about traveling so long, too, is we keep passing these places that we have no idea where they were. And we're like, there it is. Hey, we went there we like went 15 there. years ago. I remember ago. that yeah. with the kids. And they were young. and We can literally pass a cafe road truck stop and go, 
okay, we slept there. Yep. And it's true. I remember that. And it's like, that happened, we just did it the other day. Remember we passed somewhere and we said, Yeah, we, somewhere in the Columbia Gorge. Or we ate there or something, but yep. we've done it where we were like, hey, we slept there. And that was like 15 years ago. In the middle of nowhere, and we somehow find ourselves in that same road all these years later. Anyway. I, I was talking about, I wonder if the kids are going to feel relieved that we're gone. I know that not relieved is not, it's not the, what our kids would feel. I know if they're listening to that, they'd be like rolling their eyes. That's not what they would feel. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the way we do life, the way, or the way that we did life as Bare Naked Family is obviously so much different. They're older. They can do what they want. They can hang out with who they want. Stay up as late I think as they, they expected us to, like go with them on locals night and taco night and I think they start these things late at our bedtime basically it, I don't think it's even so much that all of it starts at our bedtime but it's just it's a different thing like we there's different we motivation have, man they're going with sleeping the in the back of the truck and we want a toilet and a bed you can go off the side yeah so they do all their hardcore camping where they go down these back roads and there's they they go to like BLM lands and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, first of all, our rig would never do that because, you know, it's 42 foot alone with just the trailer. Not to mention Ladarius, who has this, is Ladarius is our truck that we just recently named. <laughs> and Ladarius has this beautiful, it's a brand new Dodge Ram truck. We're not going to take that thing through what my son it takes. I am not through. scratching my black paint. No. I keep waxing it. That's no. what I'm going to do is wax it, not scratch it. The amount of money that we spend on car washes a week. No, we're not taking this thing down. This thing's beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, our, our ideas are different. And I saw them changing their plans to like, okay, well, we'll go down these roads that your that Ladarius can get down. And um, and that was really courteous. And we did a lot of that. And not a ton of it, but we did some of that. Yeah. And I just, you know, I want them to do their life the way they were doing it, uninhibited before we got here. Because I feel like we had our own emotional breakdown. I don't or relapse in parenthood and that had nothing to do I mean obviously it had to do with them because that's where our feelings were toward but um, I don't know it's just I feel like a mess in, in terms of what I'm we trying to say we are is. a fucking mess I mean this is such a trip oh my gosh look that's that lake we were going to go to oh yeah we are a mess and we're just trying to figure it out so probably these next few podcasts are just going to be kind of tagging along with Greg and Jen as they get their shit together. And one of the things that I do love is that um, the more we parent, we or the more that we get into parenthood, we're not so much parenting at this point. We're just listening. We advise most of the time, unsolicited, but out of compassion. But the more we go into parenthood with adult children, the more we learn like you can't put your eggs in those baskets anymore like your kids grow up and they don't fucking well they do need you at times you know like it's different it's, it's they're, different. they're not they're they're not children they're not children and they, they they've lived their own lives for years and we've lived our own lives and had to had to settle into our comfort zone without children and it sucks man I will say, though, leaving, like, was emotional. You know, leaving your kids at any age never gets easier if you're close to them the way we've been close to ours. So we are very excited to, like, be on the road doing our thing again, though there's a lot of uncertainty of where we're going and why we're going there or what we're going to do when we get there. Um, Let me interrupt right there because we were in Colorado and finished up this job. It's about to start raining. We might have to just wrap this up anyway. Okay. But, um... 
we started talking about going back over to the Midwest. I think we were talking about Minneapolis at the time. Yes. And we talked about running Colorado and just going straight north up into Canada and then run across like Canada, across Canada's Midwest. Yes. And then drop down maybe the Great Lakes Upper Peninsula and go back to Minneapolis and then go to Texas. We we're going to kind of burn up the summer basically is what we were thinking. Yeah. This was years ago. And we got to um, Mount Rushmore area, which is the Black Hills in South, South Dakota, Dakota, and fell in love with it. It was just so incredible. And it was literally like a day drive, I think. Two days maybe, because yeah. we probably left late in the day. And uh, we ended up staying there a month or so. 22 days. 22 days. And we went, Mount Rushmore wasn't that great. We ended up going to, um, what is it, the, the, the Indian guy? Carving. Oh, uh, I just looked <laughs> Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse Monument. Yeah. Google it. Crazy Horse Monument is friggin' crazy. This single guy, no, he, he gets private funded, and uh, he's been building Crazy Horse Monument where the, like the, the what was it, the face of that guy is as big as all four faces on oh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's And it's this guy on a horse that he's car carving a mountain with this guy on a horse. This, this Native American on a horse. And he's pointing. He's and he's pointing. To, yeah. And so there's this horse head and he's sitting on the horse and it's a body and a face and his face alone is as big as all of Mount Rushmore, the four faces. Anyway, we ended up camping out. It's just right out of Custer, South Dakota. And we were camping out there and we'd wake up and see this thing and they did these light shows on him and it was cool as hell. And then we dropped down into Custer for burgers and then we roamed around and I went hiking and hurt myself. And yep. And, come uh, pick you up, remember? Yeah, I hiked to this peak out there that took forever, and I busted out my knee or something, so <laughs> barely made it back to the truck. And then, um, what else did we do? The eclipse? We ran Yeah, we went south. down. We actually dropped down into Nebraska to see it because it was the best viewing area in the, it was like totality or whatever Yeah, they the total it. eclipse, like three years ago, four years ago, whatever. It was amazing. We got this piece of corn because we pulled over and stopped in a cornfield. Yeah, the eclipse was happening. And then I said, we watched it with a bunch of people who pulled over on the side of the road. And then we were next to this cornfield. So I was like, I want to steal a piece. I've always wanted to steal like a corn cob off of a farmer's corn. Yeah, field. so she grabbed So it. I remember I had to claw, crawl under the fence yeah. though. Like I shimmied on my belly under this barbed wire fence into the farmer's cornfield. Sorry, farmer. Picked a corn cob and shimmied back on my belly under the fence and we still have that and creepy and it's things haunted. yeah creepy <laughs> things have been happening with that corn cob in our house the corn cob is totally haunted it, it moves flies off flies the freaking yeah. shelf where it's it is weird. in the middle of the night never in the daytime it always happens in the middle of the night and when i say it flies off the shelf it doesn't just like fall off the shelf right where it is it like you can hear it launch itself and hit really hard and it's all the way across the kitchen and you feel it or touch it or see it and you can tell there's some energy in it that's weird. Yeah, it's I don't know. Eclipse it's, corn. Yeah, and, and it's, it's wonderful. It's not scary. No, it's not. Are scary. you scared of it? No, I just always go. I, and I'll every single time it's happened, I fly up in bed because the way our bed is situated, like if I sit up, I look right out our bedroom door, which is into the kitchen, right where the uh, corn cob is. And every single time it happens, I hear it and I know the sound of it, and I go, "Greg, the corn flew off the shelf again." Yep. And he's usually dead asleep, and he just entertains my paranormal activities in the middle of the night. But I, I'm not ever, like, um, called to get up and go check it out. I'll wait till the morning when the sun is up, and I'll be like, okay, what's going on out here? It's pretty amazing. 
but we still put it up every every time we pull over and stop we put the corn up and you have to take everything down when you travel so uh, so I feel like we should wrap this up in the next 10 minutes because it's getting okay. long yeah. and um, or less doesn't matter or more if we come up with another story I don't care but um we're a mess was there, we're a mess we're leaving guys. our kids God. we're it's sad it's terrible but it's also are. fun and exciting and it's fun. to be like ourselves again we just we went to spokane today and we oh were like my oh my god we're in a big city again now we spokane. we travel all the time so we're used to big cities we're used to small cities we're used to all the kinds of cities but we have been in Bend for eight months which is in central oregon and i thought like i mean it has a lot of big box stores and everything but it's that smaller town big box store you know or, or regular stores but small town vibe and we got to Spokane today and I was like, I felt like I was just coming back into society for the first time in eight months. And I didn't realize how much that meant to me today. Cause I was like, I like, that was pretty cool. I like moving around, man. I don't. Yeah. It was like a legit old eighties mall there. Yeah. But new. And I mean, it was, it was, it had stores in it and that was kind of cool. We didn't go in, but it yeah. was cool. It was just different. It was, it was almost like rejoining society again. I don't know. We haven't been rural by any means, but. Well, Ben's not that big. Ben's like 100,000 people, I think. 80,000. 80,000? But it's not that big. It doesn't have a mall. It doesn't have any multi-story buildings. It doesn't buildings. have a Dunkin' Donuts. It doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts. Nope, doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not a fan of Dunkin' Donuts. I don't get it, but Jen I don't loves need Dunkin you to donuts. be a fan of Dunkin' Donuts. I get my donuts there all the time. I know. They do have decent coffee. Yeah, do what you want, but don't talk shit about Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, see, I'm all about, like, Krispy Kreme is really good. Dude, that's nothing but like fucking vegetable oil and sugar. That's like, exactly what a donut should be. Well, I personally like the chocolate cake with the chocolate frosting vibe. It, Dunkin' Donuts. And I don't, um, the glazed chocolate is not the same. This is like a, you know how I like my chocolate cake? It's just like that. It's just, it's the right, the right stuff. And I've been having that donut since I can remember. Like, since I was, I don't know. Well, I gotta number. find you a Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, you damn well do, but we're in the middle of Montana and that doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. That'll be a little tougher. Yeah. So we still gotta find a route because basically. We just I've changed kinda, our route on the way here, so we were like. Well, we don't even. I am not convinced of that, but like, I don't think Glacier sounds like a good idea right now. I don't think so, Greg. But I'm not convinced of that 100%. I'm 90%. But. Um. Also, I kind of don't want to run on the interstate, or I didn't think I wanted to run the interstates all the way over, but I don't know, that might not be bad. If we could get over to the Great Lakes and explore over there, it would be good. Well, that's the thing. It's like we've seen the Northwest so much. This is all, even though we're in Montana, we don't spend a lot of time in Montana. This looks exactly like where we've been for a long time. Well, it's the Rocky Mountain Range, right? So even if we go to the Glacier, that's the Rocky Mountain Range. I don't expect to... I mean, it'll be beautiful, and we just haven't been, and, I, and I national I, parks are great. We're yeah. not far from it, but it is out of the way, but we haven't spent time on the Great Lakes. Yeah, I would, like, want to use this time to spend it where we haven't seen, you know, like, completely different scenery. Yeah. Completely different, like... Oh, Ozarks are another thing that keeps coming up. It's yeah. dropping down, going south towards the Ozarks. And I would definitely love to see the Ozarks, for sure. And everybody has a southern accent there. Oh. Deer on the side of the road. Oh, damn. Got hit hard. Um, everybody has a southern accent there, and I bet there's sweet tea there everywhere you go. Oh, definitely. We did make it back into the <laughs> land of plastic straws today. Ozarks. 
nobody gives a shit about fun down in the Ozarks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would love to spend our time doing that. And I wouldn't mind taking the interstate to get to that. And then once we get to different scenery, jumping off the interstate and doing some of the back roads. I would love that because actually the Upper Peninsula is really important to me. I really want to see that. We keep try we've tried so hard to make the the Upper Peninsula a few times like on that area. And yep. we, we haven't been able to do that. So we either burn up more time seeing this kind of stuff, which we're familiar with, or we use that time to go see something completely different and make some of those. Down, I'm just going to look at um, maybe state highways because interstates and off the interstate is truck stops and weird yeah. state highways. God, this slow road down. sucks, so we should probably wrap this up. And so we'll let you know, but here we are in is Montana. Is it 7.30? What? I think so, yeah. Oh, did that change on its own, maybe? I bet we crossed the zone. 7.30? Really? Look at how bright the, the sky is. Like, the sun is still way up in the sky. So anybody from the south that's never been north, that's one of the freakiest things ever is... Oh, there's... What? Nothing. It's the sun. Like, growing up in Texas, people would talk about long and short days never made any sense to me because you're kind of closer to the equator and it doesn't make any sense. But when you live this far north, and I'm sure that far south or whatever, you know, down, but this far north, like, it doesn't get dark here until what, 10? In the height of the summer, like, we're coming up actually to solstice, it'll be closer to 10 p.m. And the sunsets last forever. Look at one of those maps, like the sun, the sun maps on the earth where it's got that curve. Yeah. And that might help make sense of it, but it's super friggin' weird if you've never lived up north of, what was that, 45th parallel? Yeah, the 45th say, parallel, yeah. we just crossed this, uh, this yesterday? No, yesterday we crossed yeah. that. It's so it's up. half, it's the half, the 45th parallel is halfway between the North Pole and the equator. Yeah, so somewhere in that region is what I'm now familiar with, what we're now familiar with, and it's friggin' weird because in the winter, it gets dark, it's dark by four, and in the summer, it doesn't get dark till 10. It's, right. it's bizarre. super weird. And then kind of the Alaska thing, but we're not that far. But that's a real thing. And we're just babbling, making shit up now. So, adios. Glad to be on the road trip with you, Jenny. I'm glad that we're on the road trip together. And I'm sorry that the cat comment came out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm, really I'm sorry that this has been difficult. It's not been difficult. It's just... Leaving well, was difficult. It is, but... Leaving was hard. I, I didn't mean to be so bitchy about it. Well, I didn't mean to be so snappy, but either way, now we're driving through trees that are not all evergreens. We're along rivers and streams. We've got our house with us. Yep. And it's beautiful, and I can't wait to see the Great Lakes. Me too, and I hope that... Um, I hope that we can get our emotional shit together, which I know we will because we've had to do this before. We're just parenthood is hard, man. And we keep learning. And I, that was a topic that I was talking about early in the podcast and I don't really feel like I've wrapped it up, but parenthood is the, the more we get into parenthood, the deeper the lessons go and the wiser we get and the less emotional we get this last emotional, like let's do the, what we just did for the last eight months. I think was kind of one of the final like learning curves of empty nesting and parenthood. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. Don't know that we'll make 
decisions that emotion emotionally charged again that aren't for you and me specifically first and foremost and then how you know maybe for other people but anyway that was a lesson I kind of wanted to wrap up it's probably all fucked up because it was way earlier in the podcast or in the middle of the podcast but if you can make any sense of that and piece it all together then go for it all right well we're at the glacier national park exit and there's a visitor center and i'm tired so i might stop driving and we might go to glacier anyway i doubt it but okay uh podcast over okay and that's a wrap (laughs) all right